Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted, otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. And welcome out to the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky, episode 275. I'm Nick Nitro, and it's another GBG drive-by until the live episode coming up next. And just uh, a few things. Our show is sponsored by Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go to utmnt.com or go to utmnt.com forward slash Patreon, or I'm sorry, patreon.com forward slash utmnt. <sighs> Check that out. Sorry, I just uh, did a lot of running, and as I was running, I meant walking up the stairs. So, uh, I'm a little... But, uh, please check it out, and I'll talk about UTMNT here in a little bit later in the episode. Um, our another sponsor, which has been amazing to us on the podcast, is the, is uh, Packrat Comics. Packratcomics.com for all your comic books, graphic novels, t-shirts, board games, and more. And their Facebook page has all the poop, the scoop that you need to check out what's hot and what's current at Packrat Comics. And finally, the It's All Been Done Radio Hour. Go to itsallbeendoneradiohour.com or search iTunes keyword It's All Been Done Radio Hour or All Been Done Radio Hour, actually. It would probably be a little bit simpler. Got to remember that. See, I'm new to uh, trying to get things since the podcast is now out and has an episode out there. All Been Done Radio Hour are the keywords I would search for in iTunes. And uh, our next episode is January 9th in terms of our live episode. If you'd like to see a live recording, come to Pack Rack Comics if you're in the uh, Central Ohio area. January 9th. And then also J- February 13th is our next episode as well. And also about anywhere from uh, 5 to 15 minutes after that's All Been Done Radio Hour, Good, the Bad, and the Geeky Live. So it's like, you know, you're, it's like a twofer. You're getting the best of both worlds. And, um, guys, I love Jimmy's show so much. And it's not just because I'm in it. Like, it's a lot of fun um, to be a part of. I am so thankful that I'm a part of it in some small way. And uh, no, how, no matter how big or small, it's just so much fun. And I hope you guys check out the podcast and you also check out a live show. Um, sometimes the live show has a little bit of extra stuff, and also it's fun to see. It's fun to see people and whatnot. All right, so episode two seventy five of the Good the Bad and the Geek. Before we get to the main, I would probably call the pied de resistance of the of the episode. Um, this is the first episode back after the new year. Uh, for those playing at home, it's after the year twenty sixteen. If you're listening to this way in the future, though. Um, or now you're present, you're time traveling right now. Um, no, so this is a few days being recorded at least, a few days after Christmas, 
Um, and after January 1st, actually, it's the very first day after January 1st. So it's only one day into the new year, and uh, I'm feeling I, I'm I'm feeling sort of good about 2016. Um, money has been really, 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 really super tight. Um, there have been things that were outside of my control with um, UTMNT, which has placed the future of UTMNT honestly in um, in a spiral. Uh, I sort of split the cost right now with Cortland for uh, four pages, and I really um, am nervous. Uh, well, because you know, Cortland volunteered to do some, you know, to help out with some of this stuff, and Eric does such a great job that. And uh, and then of course, for those who are not aware, there is a Star Trek fan film. I think Anzac and X and Xar or something like that, and it got funded on Indiegogo and Kickstarter. And it got, they're getting sued by Paramount. Um, for those who are playing at home with this as well, Paramount or Viacom is what owns Ninja Turtles. So there is a little bit of that too, a little bit of that fear. What I might do is I might um, do issue two um, and then just sort of, and I talked about this with Cortland before, which is sort of doing like a, a storybook. Um, with major plot beats and, and all that, um, with what I wanted to do with turtles, um, with but without at the same time not giving too much away, just sort of what I had planned coming down the turnpike, uh, you know, because I don't want to give everything away. That's that's not fair for people. It's like say for whatever reason the Patreon starts, you know, kicking off and, and whatnot, and um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's stressful to think about that and. And the Patreon, um, I don't have a lot of inf a lot of stuff to really post right now. So during this downtime, I thought I'd have tons of stuff to really post, and I really don't. Um, and it's making it really hard. Um, so you know, you get new people coming into it, and then yet yeah, at the same time, you are you know, yeah. So it's it's a little it's a little stressful. You know what I mean? Um, it's a little stressful. It's a little um, unnerving because you really love. You have a lot of passion for uh, the Ninja Turtles, and I have a lot of passion for you, Team and T. Um, I really love the the project. Um, the the thing is, though, too, is that at the end of the day, you know, it's a live and learn. I I've got to where I become friends with Cortland and Eric. Um, you know, even though they're like a state away from me. Um, and, uh, matter of fact, I text Cortland all the time. Uh, I don't do that with Eric. Eric is a much busier dude, but, um, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. I will, you know, we've been talking about, um, the new, apparently, video game that Platinum Games is working on, and it features the art from the IDW books. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. It's, I sort of prefer it now. I didn't like it at first, actually, which was really funny, is, I think, uh, Sub, Sub or Sub, um, Sadalu or, or something. I'm so sorry. I'm getting that horribly wrong. Um, I'll try to correct it in the show notes if I can, but um, if I remember to. But uh, yeah, I really. Uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna make a note of that here. I'm gonna write it down. Um,
All right, sorry about that. That's the bad thing about doing this sometimes is that you need to, and without having another person here to do the show with you, at times it's a little stressful because then you're doing all the writing uh, of stuff down while you're recording. It's just very not fun um, for you. But you know what? I might even edit that out. So you might hear a weird clip, but let's be honest, folks, probably not. Uh, but yeah, so um, and we we've been texting about that and some other big bigger things, which I'll I'll talk about here in a little bit, um, which is part of the PA de Resistance I mentioned earlier. Uh, did a lot of traveling for Christmas too, and um, it was I mean it was fun, sure, but I I don't know if I would um, I don't know like I I had literally I think almost two and a half weeks off. I don't know if I characterize it as having really any time for myself, um, necessarily. Um, yesterday, New Year's Day, I watched uh, the entire entire run of Making a Murderer on Netflix, which is absolutely astounding. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal, and I really do hope that you guys check it out. Matter of fact, I might save uh, my real review on that or additional thoughts um, for a later time but i just want to throw out there that if you haven't got a chance uh to check it out please do it's on netflix it's it's phenomenal um it's the documentary version of serial the podcast um at least the first season in my opinion second season's been okay but um uh, and it, it is good i just really want to um i'm sadly with serial I, I think i'm going to need to wait to binge listen to episodes so um yeah, sorry, Serial. Uh, I also was able... Uh, this Christmas for me was uh, really board game heavy. I got Letters from Whitechapel. I got Shadows Over Camelot, Relic Hunters, um, two Days of day, uh, days of Wonder games. Uh, and uh, right before uh, Thanksgiving or so, I got the Ghostbusters game. And I don't know if I really talked about this on the show, but I found out that it's a you can even play it with one player, and it's really a lot of fun. Um, I sort of have a new thing I do to pass the time, um, which is really neat. And, and I've also been thinking about posting the stuff on my Godzilla game that I've sort of modded, and I might post uh, information on that under my Sadly Stranger Than Fiction blog. So if I do, I'll talk about it on the podcast definitely, and I'll, I'll post uh, those links in the show notes when that comes down to it. But um, yeah, so the Pied de Resistance I keep talking about. Star Wars, Episode 7, The Force Awakens. I really... First off, let's get the bad stuff out of the way. Um by the way, and this is this will be spoiler heavy. So if you have not seen Star Wars Episode Seven, then please uh, tune your ears out. If you have seen it or you just don't give a fuck, then this is okay too. Let's get the worst one off. Han Solo dies. So you, there you go. Um, no, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and this is the other thing too is that I think Star Wars is such a global phenomenon with almost everybody except maybe like one person I directly know. Um, hello. Uh, and, and again, I understand this person's logic and reasoning on it too, uh, to an extent, but, um, uh, you know, it's such a phenomenon that like people, it's the first time I've ever seen people be really cool with spoilers, like they made an effort to not talk and not spoil things, um, because that was a big thing, a big fear for everybody, because Star Wars is so universally loved almost 98%, uh, publicly at least, 
um, on Facebook and Twitter and all that, that uh, with all the people I follow, it was really, really interesting to see um, how no one spoiled anything. It, it was really cool. I, I didn't see any spoilers for it at all, unless you went to a review which said you're going to you know read spoilers and then you continue on. I was talking about just general people posting their stats. They would just say you know Star Wars was awesome, etc. Um, and so that was really cool. The bad stuff, though, I would say, is Han Solo died, and that's a bit of a bummer um, because I love Han Solo. Uh, he was sort of the comedy, in my opinion, um, the grounded comedy. Uh, of something like the moment you meet Chewbacca and Han Solo there is a bit of back and forth there that has tons of history and you don't even have to understand exactly what's being said between the two of them um, all the time you can just by Han's dialogue because that's the only one you can really understand you really get a sense of what's going on and the relationship between the two and that's that's really powerful and it's really fun stuff um, and it really came into its own in Empire Strikes Back but it was really prevalent in um, in episode four, uh, so to lose a little bit of that um, is heartbreaking. Now, it's also a plus too because it really at this point makes you hate the villain, um, Kylo Ren, who is his son Benjamin uh, Solo. So, and that's pretty cool. Um, that 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 twist. But bad things. Getting back to this. Uh, the only thing that bothered me while I was watching the movie, the only major plot hole that really bugged me, that stood out, because look, um, people try to peg Star Wars as a sci-fi film, and it really is a fairy tale that takes place in space, so there uh, are a lot of intricacies that are really easy to, to you know, like uh, I read it on the Twitter feed the other day, um, oh my god, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about common sense stuff like scientific stuff that makes no sense but even he's just like yes but it's a fairy tale so it doesn't matter you know how uh you know the tie fighters necessarily propel themselves forward or death star moves or anything like that um which was really cool um because it's nice to see him nerd out over that kind of stuff too but also talk about the scientific inaccuracies that occur in star wars um, like the like the example, parsec is not measurable to distance. It is time or something to that effect. Um, and of course, that's the big joke with Han Solo is like it wasn't fourteen parsecs; it was twelve parsecs. There's a two parsec difference, kind of thing. And, and and but it's just really cool to see some of that. But at the end of the day, J.J. Abrams and even George Lucas has said before um, that it's a fairy tale. But uh, to me, a major plot hole is um for those who don't know luke skywalker is in hiding his uh one of his apprentices uh or his students aka kylo ren benjamin solo turned to the dark side becoming kylo ren killed i think all the jedi in the temple and he he fled he he felt guilty for everything that happened with kylo ren and the knights of ren um and uh at that point r2d2 just shut down now, you can use the Man of Steel argument, as I like to now call it, which is where you leave a plot hole and you, you fix it and fill it up in the next movie, which is supposedly what they're doing with Dawn of Justice or whatever, Batman versus Superman, whatever. Um, but, you know, and you can also use the logic, too, um, that the Force is what woke him up, but R2-D2, after the death of Han Solo, uh, wakes up. And provides all the information that you needed, you know, for that. And that 
that does bug me a little bit. Um, you know, and the first time I watched it, that really irked me. Um, but again, when I was thinking about it, I, I remember watching Empire Strikes Back, and they never really explain this either, but Luke falls to what appears to be his death, and then he just magically floats down a chute. Um, like he just does a weird somersault into a chute. And I, when I was growing up, I was using, and this is my nostalgia kicking in, it was, oh, he, you know, it was the angle that he fell. And it's like, no, you fall fucking straight down. You maybe hit the side of of the giant tunnel you're falling down into, which leads to a pit of, of nothingness in Cloud City. But then I, as I got older, I, I realized there's a certain uh, lack of gravity and a certain, and I, re- and I realized, oh my God, he's using the force to guide himself in. And of course, this is something that was uh, that the director even has said before that yeah, Luke uses the Force and slides his way into Cloud City and and then you know gets himself to safety. The and so there is a bit of this too, and I doubt JJ will do this. I just don't doubt they'll care to explain this. Um, but uh, you could say that the the impact of what has happened uh, wakes R two D two up like through the Force. And that would be cool. I doubt that's what happened. But uh, after seeing the movie over five times now, that is the only thing that really stands out in my mind as just something that's really troubling. Uh, my fiance, um, who's who, who, she didn't love the original trilogy, but she didn't hate it either. Her biggest complaint against them is that the effects are bad, and I and to me that's ridiculous. That that's your biggest complaint because. I'm sorry, but but she even says she's like you shouldn't have got me started on the Marvel movies first. You should have got me started on Star Wars, and I'm like, okay, um, I digress. Uh, so yeah, I, I really, um, you know, it was fun to see her enjoy it, and um, I saw it once with some work friends. I then saw it with just Sarah and I. I then saw it with my mom and dad, and my mom and dad both were like, eh, they didn't, I gave, got the impression they didn't care for it, and then of course on Facebook the other day, another family or friend was like, I'm going to go see Star Wars, does anyone have a quick thoughts on it? Mom was like, I loved it, so I don't really know what they really think of it. I do know that they were bummed that Han uh, gets it, and mom was also very much bothered by Adam Driver. Um, not looking like uh, Harrison Ford or, or uh, Carrie Fisher, which like, look, I think they have some distinct uh, features, um, you know what I mean? And, and look, it's an actor. Let's, let's be realistic there, too. But uh, so they're not really going to look like them yet. Uh, so, yeah, so that's interesting, too. And then her, uh, my fiancé's uh, father, my soon-to-be father-in-law, really loved uh, really loved it, too. He really enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, you know... It's just it's it's really fun. I've been finding this to be a very bonding like movie, um, and it's such it's such a fun thing to have it be cross general cross um, generation generational is what I was thinking was the word I was looking for, um, and you know and that's that's cool because the thing is is that I think today's generations don't love Star Wars um, necessarily they might now but they didn't go in liking it the last thing they have were the prequels which were about 10 years ago um, 
You know what I mean? And so there's this one generation that doesn't really have Star Wars necessarily. And they're starting to again. And I think that Guardians of the Galaxy might be their new, the new generation's thing um, until, of course, Star Wars. And I just find that to be always interesting, right? Like, um, but I, I digress. I don't know because uh, I know in the 90s there wasn't really, at least I can think of, any huge franchise that really grabbed people's attention. I'm sure someone will remind me of it and I'll be like, oh yeah, of course. But, um, so it, it was a lot of fun to watch Star Wars uh, with my family and friends and um, I, it was just fun to know that they enjoyed it and had a lot of fun too. Uh, the biggest complaint also to throw out there is the score um, by John Williams. Um, no matter what you say about the prequels, the music for episode one was phenomenal. Episode 2, phenomenal. Episode 3, also phenomenal. The music for those movies were on was on point. You could hear a theme and you could know what was going on. Um, episode three score in particular was absolutely heartbreakingly good. Heart-wrenching good. Um, and this movie, though, outside of the themes like Han Solo and Leia... Um, and of course, Luke, you don't really, he in the classic, you know, da 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 you don't hear any real themes, like, I mean, I was talking to Cortland, uh, from UTMT about this, was, he really likes the Ray theme, he apparently bought the soundtrack, but, I've not heard the soundtrack, but outside of the one little scene, I can't, I can't remember, and I've seen the movie five times. I can't remember enough to tell you what the theme is. I know when the music cues in at this point, but I, I can't hum the song back to you. Like It's not really clear or indistinguishable from the rest of the score of the movie, except for the themes from the original films. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's saying something to me. Um, and I don't know if that was something that just wasn't thought of as much, but, um, and I'll give Lucas credit for that. He knew that... Um, you know, there needed to be themes um, for the characters that stand out. But, uh, so that would be the only thing I would worry about going into episode 8, is if John Williams continues to do music, and God, I hope he does. Um, because the, here's the thing, the music does make the movie, but there's no there's no themes that really stick out. And I go, I want to know, I want to hear more of Finn's theme. I, I know that Finn's on the screen, and there's... Yeah, so that was a little troubling, and that bothered me a little bit, too, at the end of the day. But it was a lot of fun. Um, the movie really, until Han Solo dies, the movie is just okay good. Um, it's a Star Wars movie, but it's like an okay Star Wars movie. Um, but the moment you turn and go, oh my god, what the hell, like, you realize there are stakes is when Han Solo dies, and that's pretty big. Um Fun little fact, see if you can see many movements where ha or, uh, Chewbacca is really doing a lot of stuff. And uh, by that, I mean um, Chewie is really moving his ass because Peter Mayhew is really old and uh, needs surgery. to. Ha you know, he walks with a cane. So to see him with the Chewbacca costume on, it's amazing. Um, but if you notice, he doesn't move around a lot. Uh, at least that's my observation. I could be very wrong, or it could be a, could be a stunt Chewie. Um... So, but those are my thoughts on Star Wars, um, and uh, I hope you all had a great Christmas. I hope you had a happy New Year. Please, a uh, reminder, if you have any thoughts, uh, please email us at goodbaggeeky at gmail.com, or uh, 
you know, come to our live show uh, for the It's All Been Done Radio Hour, and then after that, Good, the Bad, and Geeky Live, January 9th and February 13th are the next shows. Um, or tweet us at Good, Bad, Geeky, and or if you don't want to do that, just put in the hashtag Tweet Meet, all one word, W T W E E T M E A T. That's T W E E T M E A T, one word, and then you know, with the hashtag preceding that. Hashtag tweet me. All right, so thanks for listening to episode 275 of The Good, The Bad, and Geeky, everybody. And as always, may the force be with you. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the song is that?